This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. In the days leading up to the Chinese New Year, the sounds of war have been temporarily replaced by firecrackers. Minnie and Shui Fan find themselves busy with many tasks, from securing funds for refugees to preparing the New Year's Eve meal. Shui Fan enumerates more births and deaths among the refugees, including a pregnant woman. Saturday, January 29th, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin. Snowing today, but not cold. Nothing seems able to prevent preparation for China New Year. There is an expectancy in the air, and an extra supply of food on the streets. Also, an increase in prices, although prices are unusually high. Men brought over more letters this morning, and several December Christian centuries, as well as my January Atlantic. Where is my mail from the USA? I trust not in the post office in Nanking. Mrs. Sen, Miss Wong, Miss Shue, and I spent about four hours today trying to get some blanks finished for the International Committee. Upon our recommendation depends the help that some of our poorest refugees will get out of relief funds from Shanghai and abroad. Many of our statements for women with little children read, If her husband returns, there is no problem. If not, let her enter industrial or homecraft school, which we hope to conduct at Jinling from March 1st to June 30th. For many, we recommend a small loan until the woman can get in touch with their husbands who are in West China. For some, an outright gift of $5 to help them get started again. It is so difficult to know how to help people to become independent again. Would that our sociology department and their majors were here. Mrs. Sen and I made final arrangements for the vegetable oil rice dish which is to be served to the Free Rice Group tomorrow evening, New Year's Eve according to the old calendar. The fund given us outright to furnish about 10 such meals and will help a little in keeping up health. Have not seen a soldier or officer today, so you can see conditions have changed. An Amma, who served us in old Jinling, came in from the country to beg us to receive her 14 and 18-year-old daughters. She says conditions in country are still very bad. Everything is taken from them by soldiers, and their young girls and women are in constant danger. She will take responsibility for disguising them and trying to get them in, as no foreigner is yet allowed out of the city. I heard that Mr. Rosen of the German Embassy had insisted on going out to a golf club, but I cannot verify this. 
Chang Nan Wu, head of the Swastika Society, told me this afternoon that their society had buried 2,000 bodies. I implored him to bury those charred bodies out near the temple. They haunt me. Now from Sen Shui Fan's diary of the same day. Today, we add two newborns and one and a half deaths. When you read this diary, you may feel strange and question why I say one and a half death. Because a middle-aged, five months pregnant woman died, and her unborn counted as a half. Today, it snowed heavily the entire day. The woman died at 5 p.m. It's too late to take the body out and there's no place to lay it. She originally stayed on the third floor at number 300, and her family members all slept at her side. There were still 100 refugees there, and they accompanied her. Now it is difficult to find a coffin for the dead, not even four wood panels because of so many deaths. The Red Swastika Society has buried a huge amount of bodies without coffins. In Nanking, there are 70 or 80 thousand people dead. Where can you find so many coffins? While alive, these people could not have a restful life. And after they died, they still could not be restful. Tonight, we seemingly had the New Year's Eve dinner. People from Hu Chuguan who stayed at the East Courtyard saw that we had no special dishes to celebrate the new year, and they sent us four dishes, salted meat, salted fish, salted duck, and a vegetable dish mixed with 10 vegetables. All are special dishes for the new year. In ordinary times, we only have three dishes, but tonight we have seven. Is it like eating the New Year's Eve dinner? Under the circumstances, it is indeed to celebrate the new year. You may say it is a celebration, even if only for the taste buds. Sunday, January 30th, Votrin's Diary No airplane activity today. Occasional firecrackers heralding the Chinese New Year give us a start too near the time when guns and bayonets held sway. Church services this morning, not so well attended. Can it be that people are staying home to prepare for Chinese New Year? The streets between here and the university were dense with the crowd that packed them. Afternoon service was by ticket, and only for women and girls, who are either Christian or have attended Christian schools. Every seat in Sunday school filled. Miss Lowe gave a good talk on preparing for the new year, not in homes, but in hearts. At the same time, there was a Sunday school for the children. Four lovely bouquets of poinsettias and pussy willows gave a festive look to the room. Mary's turn to go to English service at Three Ping Song Xiang. She learned that George Fitch went to Shanghai by the same boat that took our mail, a British gunboat. He is the second person allowed out. 
In imagination, we followed him to the service at the community church. How eagerly those women with husbands there pressed him for news. He received promise that he would be allowed back. I wonder. The men at number three, Ping Song Lane, have provisions from Shanghai. Milk, butter, baking powder, canned goods. How their cook must be rejoicing after these lean weeks for the larder. Cakes or cookies were an impossibility for a good many weeks. The service for servants this evening was in the form of a New Year's service. Forgiveness for the past, strength for the new, and its unknown road. There is a fine spirit among the servants. They have been loyal, and they have had heavy work. The International Committee sent two gifts of money, which we are using as tips for the extra servants who have had only their food, and for extra food for all. Pork is 70 cents a pound today. Extra vegetables and oil for the free rice group was served. Sunday, January 30th, from Sen's Diary. Today, it is snowing again. I could not attend the church service. Some of the refugees return home for the new year. It's the Chinese people's tradition. No matter what, they would celebrate the new year. The Japanese soldiers still go to private homes to loot and look for girls. Now, we're preparing rice porridge with vegetables for the poorest of the refugees, because they have not had oil or vegetables to eat, and only have one meal daily. Miss Wu becomes merciful, because it is a new year. She sent two geese for the workers and two chickens for us to eat. It's very pleasant to the ears. Yet the chickens and geese are not gifts from her, because they belong to the school and also we have to pay for them. They are also very expensive. Monday, January 31st, from Votrin's Diary. If firecrackers have the power to drive away evil spirits and usher in a new year of prosperity, then surely the coming year will be one of great happiness and bounty. Early, long before it was light, the firecrackers began to go off, not singly, but in boisterous confusion, and they continued more or less through the morning. It is a dismal, muddy day for which I am sorry, as it seems that Chinese New Year ought to be one of sunshine, while you do not feel like using the old set of phrases of congratulations, may the new year be as you like it, may you grow rich. I found I could say with deep meaning, may the new year be one of peace. After the women and children's meeting this afternoon, the old gardener and I started out to see if we could purchase some sprays of lame or 12th month plum from the farmer from whom I got such glorious branches last year. We went north on the road west of our campus. On our way there, we passed two unburied bodies. One has been there since the middle of December. The country to the west of the road is a veritable no-man's land with no sign of life. 
Every little house has windows boarded and doors barred. When we reached the temple district, it looked too deserted for us to venture past it to the farmhouse, at some distance beyond, even for a spray of lame. And so we turned back. When we came almost to our campus, we turned up the hill, and there were still the bodies of the three men whom I heard were shot about December 16th, and who looked to me like civilians. At the gardener's home, he insisted on serving me a steaming bowl of chicken soup and poached egg. He too should be a character in a book of earth, for he is so typical of the industrious farmer of China, so close to the soil. When I arrived on the campus, several large groups of young girls crowded around me begging to be allowed to stay after the 4th of February, the day set by the Automatic Society for the return of refugees to their homes. What a dilemma they are facing. Here is Sen's diary of the same day. Today, I do not have many things to write about. Yet, we have another edition of the refugees' newborn. It's really suffering for women to give birth here. She not only has to sleep on the ground, but also has no food to eat. These past several days, the situation is a bit better because the number of refugees has decreased and everybody can sleep in the room. When there were more refugees here, women in labor had to give birth on the patio. Now the self-ruling committee wants people to return home. Who does not want to go home? What can you do about lawlessness? The order that all people must return home by February the 4th. Naturally, it is not the self-ruling committee, but the Japanese behind it who issued the order. On our next episode, some refugees prepare to go home. Many, observing the horrific plight of women still being abused at the hands of Japanese soldiers, wonders what more can be done to protect them as they leave Jinling. Shui Fan, busy with the distribution of food supplies, describes how malnourished women are unable to breastfeed their newborn babies. Thanks for listening.